Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Appreciate you being here for this second segment now on this Sunday. Well, today we're going to talk with a couple of different people that I find their story just fascinating. They are the co-founders of MindSpa. Now, MindSpa, here's what it says on their website. It says their mission is to optimize the treatment of mental health disorders through cutting-edge, evidence-based, layered, integrative therapies that create meaningful, positive change in the lives of our patients. Let's get them to break that down for us. Good morning to Dr. Eric French. He's the MindSpa co-founder and the medical director. And good morning, Sam Peterson, MindSpa co-founder and the business development director. Good morning. Good morning. Well, first off, I don't know who wants to take the question, but tell me a little bit about what is MindSpa. So so MindSpa is essentially uh, a, a reconfiguration, a reexamination of the way that mental health care is practiced. Um, everywhere I have ever worked, I have seen siloed mental health care that doesn't consider the patient and what would actually hasten their recovery and make that more strong and and lasting. And so MindSpa is questioning everything about the way that mental health care is practiced and making a collaborative and focused and individualized treatment plan for our patients. Yeah, tell me how MindSpa is different maybe than other therapists that people have gone to see. Yeah, well, we we believe in a multi-layered and integrated approach to care. And so we know that it's not all about uh, medications. It's not all about therapy. It's not all about interventions. It's about how those are chosen and woven together and understanding that each of these things is a tool that that helps our patients, you know, move further along the way. So as I said before, everything is very disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. So MindSpa is looking at putting this all together thoughtfully and making sure that our patients understand they're all tools. Our, Our focus really is is whole brain wellness. You know, we're not only are we looking at, you know, the wellness of the individual from a physical standpoint, but bringing in mental health as well to build, to help to build um, a more whole and complete person. And what made you both decide to start MindSpa? What was it? Yeah, so the, the reason that I got into mental health um, was that uh, I, I was in the military. Um, I was on the, on the Army bomb squad. And not only did I suffer from <clears throat> mental health um, conditions myself, but uh, my, my former career field, explosive ordnance disposal, has the highest suicide rate of any uh, job in the military due to our exposure to uh, blast, constant exposure to blast overpressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got out of the army, you know, not only was there the the dysphoria of of leaving your brotherhood and going into going into the civilian world, but uh, you know, traumatic brain injury was also compounded on that. And I, I just really got tired of of seeing you know really great men take their own lives because of their mental health symptoms, and um, kind of went went on this this journey of first trying to fix myself, and then realizing that, uh, that you know maybe there was a better solution, and you know was fortunate enough to, to meet Eric and meet our other co-founder, Dr. Ron Schwenkler. And when I shared, you know, the vision that I had come up with, they had almost the exact uh, the exact same vision for doing mental health better. And we put our head, you know, combined our, our, our knowledges from our respective fields and, and put this thing together. Well, and I realize yeah. that I'm sure that is why you take military insurance as well as other insurance at MindSpa. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we we our passion is treating first responders um, and, and military veterans. And what have you heard from first responders and military veterans who you've worked with at MindSpa about the difference in your approach? Yeah, they feel it. I think there's an understanding. Both Sam and I are, are prior army. Um, there's something that uh, understanding that culture lends to when mm-hmm. you are able to sit across from somebody and speak their language. 
um, there's a sort of safety that, that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the treatments that we've done, we, we do have a, uh, a veteran, a combat veteran working with us who uh, very unfortunately was, was severely depressed, uh, struggling, was you know, thinking of ways to kill himself and actually buying the things to do so and, and came to us. And uh, sometime last week that uh, we, we saw him and we did another treatment and he stood up from that treatment and just said, I feel something different. Like I feel different now. And that is exactly what understanding the, the lay of the land and, and being able to appreciate the landscape of first responders and, and military gives us that edge. I was going to say that had to be an amazing feeling to see somebody respond like that and be able to verbalize it. There's nothing there's, like it. Yeah, there's no better feeling in the world when you can take someone who's been in that deep, dark hole and, and be a part of the process that lifts them out of that. I mean, it's, it's the impact is not just on that person. It's on everyone in their life simultaneously like when you can when you can take someone from you know a a negative place to a positive place the the impacts are are felt across every individual that they interact with and and it's it's incredibly powerful and it's why we do what we do every day oh i'm sure it is and i know when did you actually open up your brick and mortar location in first we just just opened the doors. <laughs> oh, you just opened the doors? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah we, we've been uh, we've been treating patients uh, via telehealth um, since since 2020. Um, you know, and that uh, allowed us to you know really get our get our processes down, work out some kinks, and then we we just opened uh, the brick and mortar here uh, this month. That is exciting. And you're in Greenwood Village, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. We are right off of South Quebec, like just south of Bellevue uh, Street. Okay. Greenwood Village. And what has having a brick and mortar location, what has that been able to change and help you do more of that you were wanting to? You know, the, the thing that having a brick and mortar does, since we do um, certain interventional psychiatric uh, interventions, things like transcranial magnetic stimulation, ketamine infusion, um, you can't do that via telehealth. And so being able to sort of put all of this together in the same space and um, and see it all in real time is exactly what makes uh, in-person so much more salient and you know, not to say that telehealth is, isn't important. It's a lifesaver. There's so many people that don't have access otherwise, right? But being here and being able to put this all together and treat patients comprehensively is what uh, makes it so much more incredible for us. And Sam, what did you want to add to that? I was just going to piggyback on that, that, you know, being able to create a space where people come and they know that when they walk in the door here, they are here to get better and we are going to do everything in our power to give them the tools and to assist them in building um, themselves towards the person they want to be. And I was going to ask you, what are some of those services that you provide now that you've got the brick and mortar location? You mentioned a couple of them a second ago, but what are those services and what are they? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, in mental health, there's a lot of different ways to treat patients symptoms and concerns, right? We all know about um, talk therapy, which is hugely important in terms of helping a patient understand where behaviors are coming from, helping them learn about themselves and make the discovery. Um, but there's also medications, and we're all familiar with these types, right? But interventional psychiatry is utilizing things like transcranial magnetic stimulation and ketamine infusion, among others, to, to sort of address when medications fail patients or when therapy is not quite working, right? So that you have to have solutions that um, that are more comprehensive and can pick up the ball when something else is just not quite cutting it. 
So ketamine infusion is very unique. It's it's used every day in the anesthesia world. It's a, it's a dissociative anesthetic drug, but uh, we don't use anesthesia doses. We microdose a patient and uh, we give that via IV infusion so we can control the rate and make it a very tailored experience for our patients. Um, you know, in and of itself, it's fantastic, but the way that we approach it is a lot more comprehensive. We get to learn our patients, what anchors them, what makes them connected to that sort of biological and cognitive sense of safety mm-hmm. and, and really capitalize on sensory inputs to, to create that space for them. It just makes everything a lot more salient. And transcranial magnetic stimulation is essentially just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a helmet that houses an electrical coil. Um, and so nothing actually makes contact with the patient, uh, with the exception of the little blue cap that we put on. But the coil creates an electromagnetic field. And when you lower that electromagnetic field over um, neural tissue, over the brain, you can focus on certain areas that are performing underwhelmingly. Uh, when somebody's been depressed for a very long time, for example, there's a structure in our brain called the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. And it's just, it's not doing what it is meant to do. And it's a very important middleman because it has projections to executive functioning and our emotional states. And so by slowly waking that up over time, over a course of seven weeks, you can get that, that brain area behaving the way that it's meant to. And the nice thing about that is when it's performing the way it was supposed to be, there's less need for medications to stimulate that brain area. That is fascinating. So obviously this does make your practice very, very different at MindSpa. Who, besides veterans and besides first responders, who would be a good candidate for your services there? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the anybody who is struggling with depression, anxiety, anybody with a trauma history, Right, like we we can't step left or right without running into somebody who is is struggling. It's you know, especially since the start of the pandemic. Right. The National Institute of Mental Health said that now one in three people are struggling with something. And the fact of the matter is that you know, if people are hurting, if they are struggling with their depression, their anxiety, panic, OCD, PTSD, we're a good home for them. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say. I mean, I was gonna ask you both about the changes you've seen since the pandemic and the need for your services. It's remarkable. Um, truly. You know, people who had previous existing um, psychiatric issues like anxiety or depression, um, it got worse. Yeah. It just really tested any sense of stability that people had created. And people with no issues whatsoever have been pushed to the brink of, of trauma and anxiety. And people have lost individuals. They've lost jobs. They've lost homes. So we've we've really just we've seen a people pushed to their limit. Yeah. And there's there's an outcry for, you know, people to help and the, the disparity between the amount of people available and the amount of people that need help is is frightening. So we're just trying to do our best to facilitate our community. Well, and how can you spot for, for family members, friends, coworkers even, how can you spot if someone is struggling with mental health issues? It's really not that difficult to be completely honest with you. When you see a deviation in behavior and somebody's just not acting themselves, right? Um, it's if you love this person, if you care about them as a friend or a family member, you ask how everything is going. Is everything going okay? Right? Sometimes people uh, have this tendency. I would say we all have this tendency when we're not feeling our best to withdraw. Right? We don't want people to see that we're not doing well. When the op- the opposite response is really what we need to do is to lean into our loved ones and our friends, the people who know us and trust us. Uh, but people will not be coming around as much, maybe mm-hmm. not coming to hang out like they used to, um, maybe not talking as much, maybe being more just, um, you know, in general, withdrawn. Um, sometimes people show anxiety and depression in, in other ways. Sometimes they're a little more prone to irritability where there's just no more tolerance to stress. Um, you know, we see things like that. If we see our, our friends or loved ones, uh, you know, partaking in excessive amounts of like alcohol consumption or drug use, 
sometimes people are just trying to manage as best they can and right. get by with what they have. Um, so when you see things like that, um, you know, reaching out and making sure that this person is doing okay and, and asking if there's anything that you can do and letting them know that it doesn't have to stay like this. Right. Just kind of letting people know, hey, I see you. I see you're struggling or something's different versus just ignoring it. Exactly. I, th- I think that's, especially for the military community, that's, that's something that that I that I've seen time and time again is that you know people in our community in the first responder community in uh, in the veteran community we don't want to be a burden on our families and on the people around us so our first um, response to to trauma, to mental health struggles is, well, I'm going to fix myself. I'm going to try to self-medicate and see if this gets better. And unfortunately, that leads to a number of, you know, different downstream effects. And people don't always look at someone who, you know, may be abusing alcohol as like, oh, that person's asking for help. They just don't know how. Right. You know, they're trying to fix, they're trying to fix themselves. We we see someone there just like, oh, they're, they're a drunk. Like, no, they're there's a reason that people are anesthetizing themselves against their reality. And and that's what, you know, we strive to get to the core of here uh, at MindSpa. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great point. For folks that want to get in touch with you at MindSpa, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can find us on our website. That's MindSpaDenver.com or call, uh, call our practice to, you know, see if we're a good fit for you. Our phone number is 720-822-3838. And those are, those are the best two ways to get in contact with us. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. All right, Sam Peterson and Dr. Eric French, thank you both for your time today talking about MindSpa. And thank you for the great work that you're doing here in our community. Thank you, Thanks, Melissa. Melissa. And if you're listening right now, wanting to get in touch with the folks over at MindSpa, find out if it's a good fit for you. As they mentioned, their website is MindSpaDenver.com. When you get to the website, they've got about MindSpa, their services, blog blogs, contacts, and how to make an appointment. So once again, that website is MindSpotDenver.com. And their phone number is 720-822-3838 if you want to give them a call and schedule an initial consultation. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for spending your Sunday with me. Thank you for spending this part of Fourth of July weekend with me. Go out, have a blessed day, be kind to everyone, and I'll see you back here next Sunday.